everybody to Edge of the Rabbit Hole. I'm author and researcher Mike Ricksecker. With me as always, my co-hostess, Victoria Monday. And down in the chat room, Alina moderating the chat. We have a fantastic show coming up for you tonight. We have Dan Class with us, paranormal investigator, owner of the Hinsdale House, and so much more. You guys are very familiar with Dan, but it's been a while since we've had him on the show. And you know, we like to bring our friends back and pick their brains and just have a good time. So... Um, <laughs> Dan, it's fantastic to have you back. But uh, real quick, before we get into everything, I do need to recognize uh, Robert Hanna just before the show uh, came on. He dropped a $5 super chat. Uh, going to miss your show after March, Mike. Also time for Victoria to start her own. Yes, absolutely. So that's a reference to <laughs> rabbit holes done after March. And everybody wants Victoria to do her own show. So And leave Victoria. the coloring book biz? Yeah. No way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So, Robert, thank you for the $5 super chat. Uh, all right. Dan, welcome back to the show. Great to have you. Yeah, yeah. Looking forward to coming on, man. This is always fun. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, I think it's been a couple years since uh, since we've had you on. I think this is the first time since Victoria's been my co-host that we've had you mm -hmm. on the show. And, um, you know, it's always fascinating talking to you. Uh, you know, you not only do you, you know, run the Hinsdale House, which is fantastic. I do want to get into that, but uh, you are a paranormal investigator. You know, you're part of Ghost Finders, and you're doing so much these days. Um, you know, you're you're an author as well. So, kind of catch us up. What's been going on in your world these days? I mean, it, it's just been it's been crazy, and it's it's crazy to think about where your life can go. Like, if you take some chances and do some things, and and I, I started start off everywhere that I am today with just making that decision to buy the Hinsdale House. You know what I mean? It's like, it's crazy, like, where my life path could have gone, you know, like, I'm, I, I just think about it all the time. Like, here, I, I share an office with Nick Groff now, and I'm an executive in charge of production of his new television show. And I'm learning the business. And um, I'm still doing my events. I'm still investigating with my team. I'm doing filming uh, ghost finders, and I'm directing my own stuff. And it's just, I enjoy it. And in, you know, it's a, uh, it's a fun balance, you know, especially with a family, you know, to try to balance all that stuff out and be able to, you know, balance my family time out as well. So it's, you know, I'd rather be busy than slow. <laughs> well, true enough, true enough. But it sounds like you got some good enchiladas tonight. So that's I did get good. some good enchiladas tonight. My wife is a good cook. And, and thanks for the truffle. truffle yeah, you're welcome. Great. Yeah. Mm. Gotta have dessert. Oh, and the truffles, right. Right. <laughs> so let's go ahead and, and start, you know, let's start where it began for you with, with the Hinsdale house. And um, I've, I've been here twice now and, you know, I mean, there's a lot going on inside the house, but you know, to me, there's, there's this interesting energy with the land, especially back up in the woods. And, um, and I was hoping you could kind of you know describe a, a little bit more of that. And there's, there's Victoria with, with the shadow box. Nice. See, I still have it. It's a treasure. <laughs> It's got a nail in it. Yeah, I mean the house is uh, the the house has a lot of folklore associated with it. I mean, and I mean part of our job as researchers is history, and trying to figure out the history and what's true, what's false, what you know, trying trying to figure out what's folklore and what's the truth. And you you just continue to learn as you go, and it's been an ongoing thing. I, and things that I said seven years ago when I bought the house, I would slap myself in the face and say, "You're wrong," you know, like because I've I found out more, you know, and you keep learning mm -hmm. as you go. 
And I mean, we do know that there's a definitely a, a, a native element to the land, which is in most of the United States. But we have found uh, um, uh, arrowheads in the ground when we were digging the septic system for the, to, to have the bathroom working properly. We do know that there was, uh, it's probably dating back to the 1700s. We have it dated back to the Renway tribe. And they were the last mound builders in that area before the, all the tribes were absorbed. And uh, it's, it's a possibility that they were on top of that mountain. You know, I mean, what a perfect situation for a Native American tribe. And you have to think about the, what it looks like without the trees on it right now, because the landscape changes. I mean, how many times have you walked through a forest and found graves? You know, things like that when you're investigating. And uh I think I just, I, you got to look back in your mind and think, man, none of these trees might have been there. Uh, there's a water source and it's up high. They can see down below. And what, what a definite, um, you know, you just try to close your eyes and just rewind time and think about what it could have been back then. You know, there's, there's still, there still is a lot of folklore about an Indian woman, a medicine woman that was died and burned at the stake that we do have some documentation on. Um, but, you know, I don't know that we'll ever know the truth of that matter. You know, all we've been doing is trying to give it a lot of respect and honor and honor the energies that are there to try to have a peaceful communication with, with what is there. But okay, yeah, I mean, definitely, definitely, definitely a lot of energy in the forest as it, well. Yeah, there really is. And uh, Megan Talbert had a, a comment down here, one of my favorite places. And uh, both times I've been out there, Megan was there as well, the the first time, Dan, I think I've, I'm pretty sure you've heard the story with the with the little blue lights that came down out of the mm -hmm. forest. And then yeah, the, the, the last time. Yeah. Yeah. It was fascinating. Uh, and then the last time that I was there, it was just uh, I think it was before Megan showed up because Nicole and I were just kind of doing a walk. Nicole hadn't uh, been there yet. And I was kind of showing her around. I had the uh, dowsing rods and walking straight back from the house. Rods were out straight. And there was just basically like this line that I hit. Um, just before you got to the woods where all of a sudden the rods turned around backwards back toward the house. And it was around the area where Megan and I uh, kept seeing the little blue lights coming down out of the woods. So it's just, just stuff like that is, is always fascinating to me. And that, that house and that property just seems to be rife with all of that. Well, you know, right, right where the steps are. I and mean, now that we've excavated over the right of the pond, uh, we can actually walk mm -hmm. over there now. We found the, an old well over to the left there of where the steps are. Oh, did you? Yeah. And okay. So it, to the left of the steps here. Yeah. We actually found the underground aquifer that fed the pond that actually drenched that whole area over there. Um, so we actually had to, we dug out this, this we put basically a big tube in there, like a big tube. So in, and connected it to the, to the aquifer so it wouldn't soak all that land up. So we could retake that land the way that it used to be. And that just shoots out to the pond. Um, and then we actually ended up finding an old uh, uh, foundation um, over to the right of the pond as well. I mean, it's uh, definitely, it's not on any maps dating back to the 1700s that we oh, can wow. find. So this is probably a pilgrim's homestead of some kind. Um, I mean, you could tell the, the, the bricks, or not the bricks, but the rocks were how they were laid. It's done by hand. So, I mean, it's, it's like really cool you know we're getting that all dated right now so okay I have no, a real quick great. question did, go ahead Victoria. Uh, i knew you had something did, did that have a, a history before you bought it or were you just driving along and go honey let's buy this house oh my god it's haunted i mean how did you know <laughs> no it, it had a history um i know that the um the first time i ever went there i didn't know the history 
you know, I was told that I was going to get briefed when I got there from my team members, which is not a norm. Um, but <laughs> I remember going there and sitting in the living room and then uh, he brought it, my, my co-founder of the greater Western York paranormal society, brought his laptop and, uh, we ended up, we watched the episode of a haunting, a dark forest, mm -hmm. which was based on the story of that house. And I just remember looking at him, giving him a few foul words and saying, are we in the house that had a failed exorcism in it? You know, like it's kind of, <laughs> kind of a freaky, freaky thing to think about when you're sitting somewhere and, and uh, you know, you're not mentally prepared for something like that. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, it, there's a, stories that go back to the 70s, uh, failed exorcism, priests coming to the house, uh, film crews coming in, you know, I mean, it's Adam Lorraine Warren coming to the house. So, I mean, it's got a definitely a, a long history, uh, but it was not something that I knew about before I went there. It was just, I just okay. kind of fell in love with the energy there. You know what I mean? That, that's what I was going to ask. Um, I read somewhere that it's decorated in the 1970s because that's when the activity started. But if that house is a couple hundred years old, was there yeah, any activity back then? Um, yeah. so, so I have been able to get in contact with people that lived in the house prior to the 70s, extra, failed exorcism. And now we're dating, getting stories of a, a young man that lived there in the 60s. Um, he, uh, the, the way that the story went is he, it was snowing out, um, thought the pond was um, iced over, and he took a snowmobile and went out onto the pond and cracked through. Um, and when he turned around to go get his uncle, and then they came back, and when they were going back to the house, he turned around and he looked on the pond and he saw silhouette of a man and a woman and a child levitating over the pond but didn't have any legs oh. so and this is something that he's kept in you know in inside all this time and finally he is sick with cancer and wanted to talk about it you know so this is this is in the 60s this is prior right. to the dandy family moving in this is you know this is uh happening before that you know so the the mcmahon family i've had stories from uh dan, dan uh, mcmahon o'brien uh, about a stagecoach trail that used to come through there back when he was a young boy. You know, he's like in his 80s now. So, I mean, we are we are connecting with people that lived there before and getting experiences of unexplained things happening. So it's probably, it's probably, yeah, it's gone and no one's just ever talked about it. I mean, think about, think about the 70s, how weird it was. I mean, they, they probably deemed everything demonic back then, you know, like just any type of right well especially with the exorcist coming out at that time yeah yeah this is i mean this is prior yeah. to the exorcist but i mean that's right when oh, okay. it started coming out you know because it came out in what 70 uh with the exorcism at the house was 74 april of yeah. 74 so i wasn't born yet but i've read about all that kind of stuff in history me, me neither i think only about how weird the 70s were yeah yeah <laughs> so uh let's comment down here from uh james keenan this is a guy i'd love to get out there at the hinsdale house because he does all that work out there in the uinta basin around skinwalker ranch and blind frog ranch mm. uh, the native american influence and electromagnetic uh energy that's out there so um you know what what have you discovered there as far as i, I mean, we've talked a little bit about the native american influence but as far as like emf and uh, that type of energy uh, what have you come across there that might you know, possibly be amping this up well i did i did have the pond dove by uh one of our friends uh he came down up from florida and he actually found uh that the pond was had a a, a water like an aquifer pumping upwards he said it had the pond had power to it, it was pumping up towards the house 
he had put dye into the pond just to kind of see where, how the water was circulating in that pond. It's 25 foot deep, which I was very, I couldn't believe that. Um, so I feel like that, that there's definitely a conduit of water around the house. And we've actually followed the, the underground water source right, right back by the back door of the house. Um, we've also looked at like ley lines, um, the connections that they have with UFOs, like so many stories of UFOs in the house, uh, sightings of UFOs, you know, the, the Dandy family had, Clara had a couple of them happen when she was there. Um, I don't know. I mean, it's it's definitely the, the I forget the, the number off the top of my head, but I have it written down. But there, there, there's two ley lines that crisscross right in the backyard. Um, and one's perpendicular to a power plant in Pittsburgh, you know, like, so I don't know if that has anything to do with it, but it's definitely uh, interesting to think about, you know. Yeah, and that's not surprising at all, given what the reaction I got with the dowsing rods back there. So, um, yeah, that's great. Go ahead, Victoria. Are, are the other, I'm, okay, you're in New York, right? It's yes. outside of Texas. Okay. Um, yeah. Are there other, <laughs> you know, you, you've both been here, you know how long it takes to get out. Um, yeah, and Dan, you got to come back soon. Dan and I had a lot of fun. Um, <laughs> are the other things in the area of, of New York, or are they haunted there as well as their activity or? Oh, yeah. Just like localized. No, I mean, this this part of New York is uh, Hinsdale is in the southern tier of New York State. Okay. And it's like an hour and a half south of Buffalo. Um, it's, yeah, it's Wildwood right down the road. Yeah, mm -hmm. Wildwood Sanitarium. It's Native American ter territory. Okay. But as far as haunted locations go, I can keep myself busy here. I mean, we have so many <laughs> different different places to investigate in western New York uh, from Dunkirk Lighthouse. Uh, which is another town over you got stuff in jamestown where lucille ball grew up the old jamestown hotel um buffalo new york we have a ton of them uh in lovejoy we have the iron island museum we have the statler hotel we have greystone manor i mean you have yeah, virgin <laughs> house the virgin house which is uh, uh east of of hinsdale i mean there's just there's a lot of places for people to go and I always mm -hmm. tell that to folks that are coming in from out of town. I'm like, I'll be your, your paranormal travel agent. Just hit me up and I'll hook <laughs> you up with some locations uh, to, to go. I might not be able to be there, but I'll be more than happy to connect you with the people that you need to speak to to make a couple days. I mean, who? I mean, especially if you're coming from a far distance, you might as well make a few days out of it and, and enjoy yourself and check out the, the area. Niagara Falls is right there. There's tons of places wow. in the falls too, you know. It could be romantic Ooh. paranormal weekend for somebody, you know. There you go. Aren't every weekends romantic paranormal weekends? They can be. Not, not for me, but I don't know. But <laughs> and at the well, it's a beautiful house, area of the country. Yeah. Weekend for you. Yeah. Oh, okay. With our, with our ghost cams. Do you camp outside? I was just telling yeah. Mike I don't do the outside. We do. We <laughs> I mean we we have a camp. We we did have a camp out every year. Uh, we haven't had one because oh, of COVID, yeah. but it's it's some people ask if they can camp outside, and I allow that. That's, Jeff, that's Fentz, really cool. Jeff Fentz slept in the forest and caught the most amazing pictures of these creature, this creature that we can't explain what it is. And you know, Chris Sutton told me he's the only one that told me is a puck wedgie. <laughs> I've heard yeah. of those. Yeah. Okay. I I have a friend I should connect you to because he's actually seen a puck wedgie. So yeah, he, he's yeah. In, Chris uh, loved it out there. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, I feel like he's connected with that place for sure. Yeah, because he did a yeah, lot. He of he, re he really was. And when when I interviewed him for the Shadow Dimension season one, 
Um, and, and Dan, I know you and I are going to talk about uh, season two because I'm, I'm going to uh, feature <clears throat> the Hinsdale house there. Um, I have a clip. It was just totally off the cuff. I was not asking him about uh, the Hinsdale house. We were actually talking about things out there in Illinois because that's you know what uh, the last couple episodes of, of season one were about. And he just on his own started talking about Hinsdale, mm -hmm. uh, which was, was, was fantastic. And so I'm going to have that clip um, that I want to include there for season two and do a little uh, memorial for, for Chris with that. But yeah, he loved it out there. He, he was always talking about Hinsdale. Every time he came out there, he always had a group of like 30 or 40 people in a big circle mm -hmm. and did his drum healing and, and, his, and his offering. And I feel like so many people learned from him while he was there. Yeah. And like he connected with so many people. He got, he got students that uh, learned underneath him. Casey is one of his students that actually helps me out at the house now. And she, uh, you know, she's, uh, she's right up there with him now, you know, as far as, uh, her talents go you know and he she learned a lot from him oh. yeah i mean i just i, yeah, just, I, I always just picture him sitting there with his drums with his arms all mm -hmm. his and having all these people just watching him in the backyard i have, I have a funny story you know he, he said it doesn't matter what the offering is you know because i always thought you know tobacco or you know, all the all the and we're we're out for dinner before the event and he's i go well, what are we going to get for the offering goes, i'm giving him a half of my cheeseburger <laughs> Apple, like that. <laughs> <laughs> and uh he did <laughs> and it was that's awesome burger and an apple i was like oh well, that's cool i guess you know I, I learned something new you know yeah yeah i think it's the, the, the intent behind it yeah yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. so yeah i, I wish that's i could cool. have gotten there to be at hinsdale with him and because i've been been there in illinois doing the drumming with him and that was always fantastic but um it just always from the way he he talked about it uh it, it seems like hinsdale really brought a little something extra out of him it really you know made him alive uh and so um yeah i would have loved to have been out there and seen him drum there so the plans are to to name the well we're building the cabin this summer uh for the teams and uh we're going to name that after him it's going to be oh fantastic thank you so, thank you yeah it'll be cool yeah. hopefully we'll get julia to come out Oh, that'd be great. That. Yeah. Maybe the kids check it out, you know. <laughs> that'd be yeah, fun. that's fantastic. Yeah. Hmm. I haven't even told her that yet. But Oops. Oh, well. <laughs> Oopsie. Breaking news on it. <laughs> we won't say anything. We'll just still let it be a surprise. Oh, I, think I, I shouldn't have put that on. I don't think she watches the show, so. Sorry. You never know how information. You never know. That's yeah. right. You might. She oh. might. Somebody cool. might be so, time-stamping this moment right now and sending it to a, a clip to her. It could be. <laughs> so we do have some uh, questions rolling in from the chat. So I do want to get to uh, some of these that people have asked. Um, scroll back up. So, Sarah Yusuf, does the paranormal energy of the forest seem to ramp up the activity within the house? I think that it's there are two different energies. I really do. Like I feel like the energy in the house is different than the outside. Um, and I don't know why I feel like there's like a barrier sometimes that, uh, what happens in the house kind of stays in the house and what happens mm -hmm. on the outside is different. You know, I mean, that's just in my experience. I know that we have energies from the outside coming into the house because we've captured it on camera, a shadow figure coming from the outside to the inside. But there's a, I, I don't know. I feel like the house kind of has a barrier to it like it's protected or something. And, and then the energies that are inside are inside and what's outside is kind of outside. 
Do you think maybe somebody put like a shield up, like an energy shield? It's possible. I mean, that could have happened before I came there. Yeah, because uh, paranormal groups, we always did that. Like, mm -hmm. I know that up. there's a, I know that prior to me owning it, that the native local native tribe used to come and put a barrier around the house. You know, they used to like bless the outside of the house. So, mm -hmm. yeah, that could have something to do with it. I mean, I, I told you about the uh, the dowsing rods, but even before that, before I went walking out there with the dowsing rods, uh, Nicole, uh, my girlfriend was psychic medium. I, it was right around that spot a little bit you know out from the house where I'll, she distinctly said you know I, I feel an energy shift right here and you know maybe it was 20 minutes later i'm out there with a thousand rods and boom that's that's where that happened so yeah i i agree it seems to be just some interesting shift of energy between the the house and in the woods behind it some of, some of the weird things that have happened in the woods that i can't explain so when we were in the woods we were I was going through and just checking EMF in the woods and I got to this one little, this one little tiny tree and it was so weird. It was like the sun was shining down on the tree, but this tree was the, the, the area around the tree or this tree itself was emitting EMF. Like I was getting oh, EMF, wow. 500 milligal EMF spikes at this little tiny tree, which just didn't make any sense to me at all. That's a little different off the tree. Yeah. yeah. Um, also when we were down, down by where the hanging tree used to be around the corner, we were getting EMF spikes down there off dead wood, you know, like, uh, or mm -hmm. there had to be some type of energy. I mean, there is a water source down there, but, um, base readings were zero for the most part until we, you know, were by the hanging tree. So I don't know if there's energy associated with that down there. Um, but it's pretty interesting. Definitely interesting. Thought provoking. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> there's a why lot it's very thought-provoking about that house why would you have a hanging tree in a house I mean, well was it wasn't something actually, else there too it wasn't the house's hanging tree it was the town of hinsdale's hanging tree it was on the oh, okay. corner of the property uh, i mean that's part that's another story that's associated with this house um we do know that it was there we have pictures of it and that it was a, a definitely a thing um but you know the stories that are told from the people that were killed you know i mean those are all i mean there's no way of you know right the only stories we have are from like psychics and mediums and stuff like that. You, you never know when you need a hanging tree, Victoria. It's kind of why you keep well, yellow, yellow tape in the trunk of your car. Yeah, almost every town had one back then. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, the town I could understand, but I thought you were saying it was at the house. I'm like, well, did you have like, you know, a wild party and say, well, lynch him? You know, I mean, yeah, he, no. did, he didn't throw away his trash, you know. Or, okay. Counts, question here it. from <laughs> Thayer. Is there any particular time of day that the activity occurs? No. No, I've been there. <laughs> I've been right? there during the day, and we've had things happen just as much as we do at nighttime. Um, I just think it's all about like, 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 like for instance, you know, like I was there cleaning with my son, you know, uh, uh, a couple nights ago. We were just, you know, trying to tidy up a little bit because, you know, it's hard in the winter to like mop floors and stuff like that, and. We're just trying to get it cleaned up, and uh, we—you heard the footsteps, you know, upstairs in in the house, and then it sounded like something. There was some some feet crunching in the snow outside, and then go outside, and there was nothing there, not even like tracks of like maybe an animal or something. It just it just mm -hmm. was weird, you know. So there's definitely uh, just as much energy during the day that there is at night. I just think, I mean, and you guys probably agree. I mean, it's people associated investigating with night probably. Be, because of the senses, you know, like what senses you're using and 
you can investigate during the day just fine, you know. I always thought it was during the at night because we all work during the day, but um, we can go. <laughs> that was always my excuse. And now I know you grew up in a haunted house or a house that was haunted. Is it the same type of activity in your childhood home that you find mm -hmm. in the Hinsdale? Steps no. and all that kind of stuff, or oh yeah, yeah. I mean, like not not malicious, you know. Um, crayon drawings on the ceiling, you know, doors open, you know. My sister's stuffed animals being played with, so in the creaking okay. of the floors. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was in Jefferson last week, and the floor creaking. That that was that was a real thing, you know. <laughs> I was the only one there. It's creak, creak, creak. Nice. So. Oh, you were the only one at the hotel. Yeah, um, Jeremy and Pam were down in their room where that was, and I had the hotel to myself. So wow. <laughs> that nice. was fun. What a, what a like that. Ooh, it was. I'm sorry, but it was it was good until um, something woke me up at seven. It was the creaking boards coming down the hallway, and I was down in the last room upstairs, and it stopped in front of my door. And Mike, there was a shadow person there because you could see him doing this in the awesome. doorway, and it was in the 20s so i'm not gonna get up you know i'm southern i'm in my blanket you know <laughs> i was gonna jerk the door open what the hell are you doing but i didn't do it um so i went back to sleep and when i got home i sent jeremy a message and said yeah who was walking down the hall at seven in the morning because i looked at my watch and it was straight up and he sent me the security um cam snapshot at seven o'clock in the morning the cameras were triggered but there's nobody in the hall so i don't know that's cool yeah <laughs> Now, now, Peter in the chat. I just, I'm just looking at what he's writing. Um, do you see what he that has? Can you bring yeah. blood sacrificial sites? I'll yeah. scroll down because I had another question queued up. Oh, I see it. Uh, blood okay. Yeah, like this is interesting because this is what Chris and Kay have both mentioned to me about the, the waste now, and I don't really know too much about that, but I'm learning about this right now, and uh, I mean that's definitely maybe. I, who knows? You know, I mean, that's 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 definitely interesting to me. All this history, all the different uh, kind of religions or, or ways that the people had back then. You know, what they believed in. Because you want to be. Yeah, how many different people. ceremonies and rituals? I mean, were we know of the one. We know of the one of the of the woman being killed. You know, as a sacrifice. So I mean, who knows? I mean, could be for sure. I mean, now, that's what is a? I'm sorry. What is a waste? snow? is that a? a being or a spirit or yeah. a tribe? Like a, it's a native being, native spirit. Okay. Hmm. okay, that's cool. I'm not familiar with that one. So, you know, Wendigo, Pakwaji, Skinwalkers. Yeah, but yeah, please know it's a new one on me. So, looking that one okay. up tonight. There you go. Look that one up. Jot that down. <laughs> Got it right next to the book to read. So, and, nice. and Judy was wondering about, you know, could portals have opened there? Oh, we lost Dan. The way snow got him. The way snow got him. Boom. Or he went back for another enchilada. He might have gone back for another enchilada. <laughs> Just. Yeah. Sorry about that. There he is. Look, we thought you went back for another enchilada. Yeah, no. <laughs> what was the question? I got caught right um, Judy Wilson. No, it's fine. Judy Wilson was asking about uh, portal activity there, which um, would not surprise me whatsoever with, with all the different energy that's. I mean, that was one of the, the things that was talked about uh, in the house, uh, in, in the room up to the right, it's Mary's room, that, and uh, that there was a portal in there. Tim Shaw and many psychics that have come in have felt energy there. I feel like the energy shifted in the house. I feel like so many people go into that closet upstairs and have been scrying and, and focusing mm -hmm. their energy on that closet. 
now people are saying that things are happening in the closet. So it's well, and how like much does yeah, and how much does everybody else you're, you're thinking of Tulpa? Um, that's it. Yeah. Tupelo, yeah. How much does everybody coming in and doing paranormal investigations and doing their own little, you know, maybe ritual work or whatever off on the side? How much is that starting to, you know, amp up? Not, you know, aside from all the you know, historic uh, energy that's there and the spirits and all that, how much with the people coming in doing their own thing has that? Has that created new energies there and new activity because of that? It's possible. I mean, I like to try to think that I try to keep everybody on the same page, but I know it's not possible if I'm not there 24-7. So, I mean, it's, you know, it's busy and it's become a hot, I mean, a hot spot for investigators. I mean, I'm on, on weekends, I'm booked solid through next November of next year, you know, so oh, I have wow. teams coming every Friday and Saturday. And they book some days during the week too. I like to, I like it when it has breathing time, you know, in between investigations, you know. Mm -hmm. So, um, I try to, I try to keep it so that there's uh, breathing time, you know. So there's like a week off here and there. But on the weekends, that's when everybody wants to come out and do it. So, and that's what keeps us afloat. So, you got to kind of weigh things out as a business and as a paranormal investigator to keep it, keep it going, you know. Yeah, everything we make helps us get through the winter. So and. Yeah, you've, been, you've done a ton to restore the building and mm -hmm. help keep up the property. And the it, the difference between the first time I was out there and the second, which was a year and a half, um, it's fantastic what you've been doing out there. Thank you. And I mean, it's it's supporters. I mean, it's not just it's if it wasn't for the support of the community, I mean, I, I wouldn't have been able to do half the stuff. I have some really nice supporters like Rosa. My friend Dan, you know, donates to me every month to try to help out with the location. Um, and like, just for instance, the, this this few weeks ago, um, a team that was there, uh, and I'm, I'm going to say it, it wasn't a malicious thing. They've been there five times. Um, and everybody always thinks the, the, the negative of everything. And uh, when I posted stuff, but there, there was a team that was there and uh, shut the heat down. You know, I always tell teams to shut the heat down, but not off. Um, accidentally shut it off and it wasn't mm. on purpose um, left the basement door open to let the heat into the basement so it wouldn't freeze <laughs> and it kind of got the reverse uh, you know we ended up having broken pipes and frozen pipes and and then the water what the water coming in from the well had heat tape around it so that did never that never froze and then when the pipe post uh, busted all the water went spraying all over the place and it was like a ice skating rink in the bathroom and those floors were just redone and it was and all the heat or the moisture shield and all this insulation that was done in the basement was all ruined and man but we got that taken care of quickly like five four days you know we brought yeah, in, saw that. We, we brought yeah. in torpedo heaters we heated that house up to like a sauna it was like 120 degrees in there and we dried that thing out so fast and uh so so much support from the community i mean we we're just able to pay that off you know uh, the, the emergency crew and getting that all fixed up and everything right away all See, the new I, piping and sorry no I, I, you're saying I, it. I, no i think you missed a marketing uh window there you could have done like the paranormal capades you know and rented out the ice skating rink downstairs yeah, could have yeah. Been. <laughs> i'm glad you got it fixed i saw those pictures and that was that yeah, was heartbreaking ice skating at the hinsdale house yeah that's always yeah. a shame because <laughs> the historic yeah. house like that and all of a sudden you got water you know that's that's scary. It is. Yeah. It's definitely scary, but um, 
you can all taking care of it as fast as we did though is great and and yeah. uh Thanks to everybody that helped pitch in, and we got that taken care of right away. So that was awesome. Yeah. Yep. Uh, real quick here, we have a ten dollars super chat from Black oh. Lotus Productions. Says hi, Mike Victoria. We loved having you on your sh- on our show last Sunday. You're a great yeah. guest. We would love to have you and Mike on again sometime. So thank you. I had Absolutely. so much fun. Yeah, I have been channeling my inner Mike Ricksecker. I mean, <laughs> four, sh- four shows in one week. Plus, I did a thing with the Wraith Chasers. Well, that didn't come out correctly. I was at an event with the Wraith Chasers this weekend, so I'm tired. I mean, with everything else that, with everything else that you have going on, I, it's it's hard to think about. I know how much it is to do a, rate, a show like this because I used to do one, and it's mm-hmm. so like it's so hard hard sometimes to like fit everything in. I know, I know you love doing this, Mike. I know you do, and it's like your heart and soul. But it's also you have so many things that you're doing right now that are so just make you so busy. And you know, and same with you, Victoria. I mean, it's you know, like yeah, all these. It's not like I have a job or anything. I got laid off. Well, that's yeah. (laughs) But no, I appreciate you. You have to balance stuff sometimes, and and you you, you might be back down the road. Who knows? You might be like seventy, and like you know what? It's time to do edge of the rabbit hole again. Yeah, absolutely. No, I appreciate you saying that, Dan, because it is a lot of work. And I, you know, you know what it's like to get everything together, the organization, uh, preparing for the show. It's a lot of work behind the scenes. And, um, you know, and so, yeah, with, with so many other things going on now, it's why, uh, Edge of the Rabbit Hole is, you know, we're stepping away from that at the end of March. Because it's a temporary walk away, but I think you'll be good. Because you built up such a good, all these people that come in now and listen to your show that you've built up over all this time, they're gonna, they're gonna demand Mike do a rabbit hole once in a while. <laughs> well, we reserve the right to, on occasion, at least come yeah. back and and do a surprise show every once in a while. And you never know; some at some point down the road, we may bring it back full time. But um, for the foreseeable yeah. future, probably next couple of years, we'll. Yeah, understand. Uh, I understand. Yeah, you get yeah. it. You get it. It's it's you're driven by passion because <laughs> a lot of my friends go, wow. So you're doing all these and you're getting paid. And it's like, paid? I never even thought about that. No, <laughs> I do it because it's something I want to do. Yeah, you, know, you, guys it's fun 15, and... you guys made 15 bucks tonight. You know, that'll pay yeah, we'll get the power. super chats. You know, so we split that. Yeah. Appreciate that. <laughs> and, awesome Vic- and Victoria, and Victoria needs it right now, by the way, guys. So oh. <laughs> everybody's be living on the super chat. Yeah, she's job hunting. So <sighs> but uh, nice Something comment here soon. from uh yeah, nice comment here from Megan Talbert. She says, uh, that's why I keep going back to his house. Dan has done so much to make improvements every time it gets better and better. And she's been coming for a while, so she's actually got to see firsthand the, some of the improvements that have been made. Even in that picture that does? she's holding up, you know, you can There's see the There's a nail. Here's a, oh, which way do I go? Here's a piece of the original siding. When you first asked me if I wanted one, I thought, oh, my God, I don't have $500. Dan, you're selling them for way too cheap. <laughs> So, well, right. I'm not, I'm all about like, I don't know, working within people's means, you know, and I think that yeah. that goes around a lot more, you know, like it does. Yeah. if you can, if you like that, I only charge $300 and I, and I don't even like if somebody can't afford that, I, I usually don't, I let them pay what they can afford because I want good people there. And mm-hmm. to me, it's more important to just have that support and know that what goes around comes around at some point, you know, and uh, if it doesn't, it doesn't, you know, but for the most part, uh, you know, that's kind of what my, how I presented things and that's how, and things keep happening and things keep working out. So we'll just keep going with it, you know, and, and yeah. see what happens. Every, every time I mentioned your name, people would go, Oh, I love him. He is so sweet. He is the nicest guy in the world. I mean, 
It's like, yeah, he is. You know, he's, so is my Cricksucker. But um, both of you guys are the, the nicest guys in the world. So consider. I'm a, better, like bowl, I'm a better bowler than Mike, though. I beat him. <laughs> okay. We're going to go this down this true. road now. Um, I don't want to brag, <laughs> but I will. Um, <laughs> I can get a strike at the very, you know, when you step up. Uh-huh. I, I don't even have to go to those little those little circles. I can get a strike from back there. So that's nice. And no, that's with the bumpers up though, right? Oh hush. <laughs> <laughs> no. no. It's all in the wrist. <laughs> yeah, we had a we had a good time bowling in Iowa that one night. So. Yeah, that was fun. After after we got kicked out of Tony Romas. Yes. How can you, how can you get kicked out of Tony Romas? <laughs> we can we get being, it was spitballs. Yes. <laughs> okay. I thought I taught you two better. You have to fold up the little. We are having a good time. The footballs and fling them, you know. <laughs> yeah. That was quite the weekend for me, for sure. So that, <laughs> was, that was also the weekend that I lost all my clothes. I got a, I had to it's fly really into Wisconsin. Really yeah. I only had flip flops on. It was like 20 degrees out. And then I had to go like yeah. buy a new wardrobe at Kohl's that night before. <laughs> it, was, it was a fun weekend. <laughs> That was a crazy weekend. Yeah, because I remember when I first uh, ran into you at the hotel, you're standing there in the lab. You're like, hey, how's it going? Immediately, you're like, yeah, you know, flight was derailed. He lost the luggage. It's like, wow, this is not a good weekend for Dan. <laughs> it was a good weekend, though. It was a fun weekend. Those yeah, it was weekend. definitely a fun weekend, but it just, yeah, it the inauspicious beginnings. But we had a good time. Okay. Well, let me ask you real quick. What did you think about Old Park Hotel? Did you like it? I did. I loved it. I actually want to go. I'd love to be able to go back with a, just a small group and just chill. I think. I think like a lot of the things that happened were when you least expected it. Like it. Yeah. I, you know, I kept hearing the doors open. I kept hearing footsteps going down the the. Uh, yes. Um, the walkway. I kept. I I got woken up all night. I felt like something was touching my feet in my bed. Like. Like it wasn't, least, not, it wasn't Brandy, was it? No, and I actually had a vision of it. I actually, when I was sleeping, I, I, I was dreaming. I thought I was dreaming, and I thought I had a vision of somebody touching my feet, like an old, like an older man, like that was just standing there, and like it was weird, like for me. And then I woke up, and it's like I felt like my feet were being. It was, I don't know. Mm -hmm. Yeah, my bed yeah. shook I, all night long. I thought it was because I was cold, but I wasn't cold. But it was this is all night. Well, I love that place. It's it's yeah. definitely. I mean, the, the history there is amazing. Mike, you gotta come. Come on, you can squeeze it in. Plus the plus the owners. I mean, <laughs> sure. I mean, you Obviously. could just sit and chat with them all night. You know, just have, <laughs> hang out. You know, they're good people. They are. They're good people. So a lot of good people I'm in the real. community, and that's something that there I really are. enjoy about the paranormal. You know, good people like you, Dan, and good people like y'all. Did I say that? Right? Yes, you did. <laughs> Dan had his first kolache. I'm so proud of you. Yeah, so oh, very really. Good. I yeah. showed up with kolaches and blueberry mead. It's like, hello, mm -hmm. I'm here. Nice. <laughs> yeah, kolaches are fantastic. Yeah, real kolaches. Delicious. Yes. <laughs> and there was a lot of a them. Question here. <laughs> oh, good. A question here from Judy Wilson. This kind of almost applies to you know most uh, haunted locations. When doing all that work on the house, did the activity ramp up? You kind of hear stories about you know renovations and. Paranormal yeah, I mean, like, I, I don't know, like for me, like the, it seems as though that the, the work it's, it's always been an active location for me. So I haven't noticed an uptick in, in that. I just feel like the more that we do things the right way, the more communication we get, like, if that makes sense, like we're getting, 
seems like we're on, on the right path with things because it feels good. You know, it feels positive and I feel like we're uh, going to be able to answer a lot of the questions to, to give Clara maybe clarity or maybe understanding of what may have happened to them back in the 70s. Um, we're, we're close. You know, we're very close. So you think you know, maybe the, the spirits there are wanting their stories told and yes. approving of what you're doing? That's kind of why I feel like I walked into that. That's why I feel like I got the place in the first place. I mean, there was a lot of things up against me uh, as far as like financial goes. Uh, you know, I mean, I was a paranormal investigator, you know, and, uh, you know, just working a, a desk job and <laughs> like just just the chance of me be, you know, being able to come up with the funds for that place. After I just purchased a new house for my family, within two months, I had to come up with 10, 10 grand to put down on it. And then it needed a new roof immediately. So I, you know, I was thinking, okay, that's going to be like another 10 or 15, you know, how am I going to do this? You know, and it was everything, everything fell into place the way, way it was supposed to, which I feel is why the, why the house and the land maybe put me in that position. I think, I think that was a calling to me in a way. And I, and I know that like Clara kind of felt the same way. She felt like the house picked her. And I don't know. It seems kind of weird. I've but, heard that before that haunted places will pick people like Dan and Connie were saying that they were picked by the old park hotel. And, yeah. You know, so I kind of, I kind of feel like, you know, like everything happened the way it was supposed to, you know, everybody rallied around the house and I don't even want to say they rallied around me, but they rallied around the, the house and they got that roof fixed like before the next winter, which was amazing. And we got it done for like 4,000, you know, because everybody donated and came in and helped do it themselves. I mean, when people up there scraping that roof off, you know, and, and this, you know, you got that little piece of wood there, you know, like, mm -hmm. and what did I sell it for like 50 bucks or 75 bucks or something like that? 25. That's why I'm oh, saying. Oh, I was, okay. I would have. I had all those original <laughs> um, cedar shingles. Yeah. The roof and I'm like, we're burning those in the fire pit at the beginning. I'm like, oh man, I could have saved those and used them because people collect that stuff, you know. I seriously would have paid 200 for that. Well, you can send me you to one, 175 whenever you're ready. It's fine. I gave you kolaches, man. What more do you want? <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> and mead. Did you like the mead? I did like the mead. It was good. I think I, it was kind of like I, having I, juice. It was like a. We, we call that mommy juice down yeah, here. There you go. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> Next question. Was there somebody in chat? What was that? <laughs> <laughs> um, well, I mean, we got about what uh, a little more than 15 minutes left in the show. So, I mean, you have other ventures you know, that you're working on aside from the Hinsdale house. And I know that's kind of the primary focus for this evening, but you know, you're still working with ghost finders. You're doing a lot with, with Nick Groff. So what are these different projects you've been working on? So the ghost finders is uh, the longest running independent paranormal show. Um, I got involved with them in season nine and uh, we added my friend Melody to the mix. Um, I loved working with Megan and Rob um, you know, when they came to the Hinsdale house to shoot the show. I, I just kind of fell in love with the way that they did things are different, eclectic, you know, adding a witch into the mix definitely made it interesting for me just to kind of learn like what she does and how she does it and how she brings healing and peace to the land and opens up that communication line uh, when we're, we're at a location. Um, and I just, I, you know, you, you do things because you're, you're having fun and that's what this is all about. And I was having fun with these guys and I still am. And uh, we're, we're filming season 12 right now. 
you know, so, I mean, I've been doing stuff with them for quite a few years and we're all learning from each other and it's, we're having a good time, you know, and, uh, having fun filming it and producing it and, you know, just kind of stepping up the bar every time that we do it, you know, I'm learning a lot. And, uh, as far as like how to produce things, how to film things, how to shoot things, how to angle things, what type of lighting you need, all that type of stuff, which I didn't really think about when I was filming my original stuff on YouTube, you know, like behind the shadows series. But, um, I, I, I'm all about presenting a story now, you know, telling the story of the location, telling the story of maybe something that happened to somebody and then investigating those claims and, and maybe trying to figure out something that hasn't been figured out yet when we're doing that show. And uh, that's, it's, it's been fun. And then we, we have three new episodes coming out on Paraflix uh, soon. I think there's come one coming out in uh, uh, St. Patrick's Day. So, and then we have two other ones ready to go. And we've, in, instead of filming a season, we've been, we've been kind of combining the funds that we would have used to film like 10 episodes and like doing four really good ones instead of doing yeah. like, you know, 10 episodes or 12 episodes We're we're condensing all the funds on so we can get like two camera people, two camera guys, uh, extra sound person, you know, so everything sounds good and it's presented well. Uh, so it looks really good the editing and all that stuff when we're done with it. Nice. Yeah, that's great. Cause yeah, there's a lot of work in that editing and it's very tedious <laughs> oh my God. did i mention my uh, degrees in television and film production oh nice just, just saying this is true want to come work? <laughs> sure i have nothing going on <laughs> well i mean after march 29th i have nothing going on. <laughs> <laughs> i'm trying to get mike um, to take the last show when it's just us and turning it into a drinking game or a bingo game oh i'll have some wine going on that night there you yeah go. we'll have, we we'll have some fun better. You know, kind of like, those aren't my cats. They'll be the free space, you know. Every time I say that, you have to mark it. That's <laughs> awesome. Or it be like when we have Freddie Silva on and get the cognac out. and He was having a good let's time. Just, <laughs> let's just get Freddie Silva back. <laughs> there you go. Oh, I, I, I tried to. It just, uh, it, the schedule never worked out, so. But mm. um, we'll maybe in a, couple of, in a couple of years, maybe. In a couple yeah. of years, there you go. Maybe so, so, yeah, you what, what keeps driving you? Because you've been doing this like a long time now. Um, several years and you know you have again all these different projects but you know you're a very driven guy what keeps that going for you I, I don't know I think I just like the challenge you know like I like new challenges I like to learn things um, I love working with people um, learning from people and um, this gives me an opportunity to do all of that you know like for instance running running a couple of retail stores online retail stores one for Nick one for I and and mailing out uh, haunted magazines you know like i i'm the i sell those you know like across the united states and canada and i'm the distributor for haunted magazine in the united states and canada and uh i just love i love business that's what i have my degree in business and marketing and uh i've incorporated a lot of the stuff that i did when i was in college like booking bands i worked for entertainment services international and i booked big concerts. I was a tour manager. So paying attention to details, listening to what people want, listening to what people need and, and, and really trying to adhere to what, what people are asking for, you know, like how many times have you been to an event where you're like, man, this is crappy. But you're like, okay, this is what I won't be doing when I do this one. And this is what, you know, but um, I, I, I tried to give people what they want, you know, and a lot of the times you can't produce a ghost for them, but you can produce a really good story and you got to keep talking. And 
I don't know. It's just there's because I'm involved with so many different things. It really pushes me to excel in everything that I'm doing, you know, and, and trying to uh, succeed in everything, you know. So I don't know. I just I just love it. I love learning and I love I love the whole like the, the, this was a whole new experience working with Nick on Death Walker. I mean, there's a difference between uh, putting your show up on YouTube and then having to prepare it for television, you know, like yeah. all the different all the different things that need to be done. Um, uh, the rejections you get, <laughs> I mean, you get, you get done editing and it's like rejected. You got to fix this rejected. You got, it's like, Oh my God. And it's like, it's like, we got to get this done because we have a deadline. We have to get it out. And, uh, you know, it's, it's been awesome. It's been great. You know, it's been nerve wracking because our livelihoods depend on it. You know, our livelihoods depend on selling that show and we've sold it to Canada and the United States. Or, I'm sorry, Canada and the UK, uh, domestic deal is pending right now. So that will be. Can you tell us a little bit about Death Walker, or is it still? No, yeah, I mean it's out. I mean it's it's we're we're. I just I just sent Nick off on an airplane today, and it's uh season filming twelve more episodes for season three already. Oh great! So, I mean uh, it's out there. If you have a VPN, you can probably watch <laughs> watch it yeah. from the UK. But I mean it's uh or Canada. Um, it, it's it's really Nick is diving into um locations and diving into scientific theories and, and looking at different theories and pinning them against each other i mean he's really pushing the boundaries at these locations um using different types of equipment uh, tesla coils you know i mean you name it he's he's using it and uh, uh testing it out live on, on on camera for people to see he's also filming it amazing you know it's it's a cinematic uh show uh, and it's done cinematically. The storytelling um, is is done amazing. The actors and actresses he has come in to do the reenactments of the story. It's like watching a haunting, you know. But I think it's better um, just because nice. of the way that it's it's done, and it's done all cinematic, and it's like watching a movie as opposed to you know watching a reenactment show. But then on top of it, he's investigating. You know, going going in and diving in and looking at these these claims at the locations and 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 really uh, pushing the boundaries with it. And I, I, it's it's trending in the UK. The one of the top shows, beating out all the paranormal shows in the UK, and and same as in Canada on Sci-Fi Channel. So, I mean, he's he's doing something right where it's tweaking people to watch it. So, so when's it coming down here? Uh, it's the, pending. Deal. Oh, I, I'm hoping that uh, within the next month or so, we'll be able to announce oh. the landing spot for the United States. Oh, good. Good. And then, of course, out for that. Of, we have a lot of deals pending in other countries as well. So, I mean, it's really coming around. That's, so That's great. Well, I hope we're able to watch it here soon. Then we'll, I would say we'll have you back on and talk about it, but <laughs> a couple of years. <laughs> when we're in season the six. There yeah, you go. He, he could be our pop up show. There, there you go. Yeah. yeah, that's true. I mean, you that's could have true. like a, a two hour pop up show once in a while and just have like three or four guests on at one time. We Ooh. could do something like that. Yeah, that'd be fun. Good idea. Mm-hmm. See, Dan with the ideas. All right. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, I kind of missed this question earlier about the Hinsdale House, but I think it's kind of uh, an important one from Sarah Youssef. Uh, have any efforts been made to make peace and give respect with the Native American energy? Yeah, I mean, that's kind of what, you know, part of like bringing the shamans there and bringing Chris Sutton to the location. Um, we, we have native healers that come uh, and we also allow the teams that are there to um, give offerings to the native energies that are there. You've been up in the forest. You see the tree up there, right? 
Oh yeah, yeah. I'll, let me. Um, I have the photo here. Here's the tree. So this is a Aww. this is a tree that we allow our guests to like hang offerings on as a sign of peace and love to the to the native energies that are on the land to kind of open up that uh, communication barrier, or so they know that they, that everybody that there is coming in peace, and it's it's turned into quite the spectacle. Uh, when para expeditions, Amy's started that, you know, doing that with uh, with the tree, and I and I thought it was such an amazing thing that she did, and now it's like a, you know, everybody comes up and does that, and when they're there and gives a little offering, it's really cool. Yeah, it, it, that's a really really nice touch, especially, you know, since there's such a Native American influence there. I like that you've done that. Yeah, that's been that's been a lot of the focus is giving love and healing to the land and the Native energies there. So I saw a wind chime, but what were the other things? Were they like stones and crystals? Um, yeah, people will give crystals, stones. People have donated toys or some change on the ground. But a lot of those things that are hanging are like little beads. That uh, So there's these little okay. pits that Amy, when she does the overnights there, she would mm -hmm. have these pits for the people, and they would each make their own little uh, beaded hangy thing with feathers on it. And uh, then yeah, they would there's all go a, up. Their dream catcher off to the side there. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so oh, I mean, amazing. it's not yeah. about it's not about what you donate or what you give. It's about that you gave something. You know, even mm -hmm. if a little piece again, it's the intent. Or yeah. Or yeah. Whatever, you know, like it's intent. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, yeah, I like that. The cheeseburger. <laughs> I know that's funny. Uh, kind of classic, Chris, though. So for sure, I'll bring, I'll bring a kolache and hang it up there. And there you go. <laughs> there you go. There's a big discussion down in the chat about kolaches. My mother makes those. She's she's uh, half Polish. So. Czech. Yeah, it's a German Czech thing down here. It's Potsky, or what? What are those ones called northeast uh, that we have here? The Polish ones. Oh, the Potskis. Potskis. Yeah. Oh my god. Now, yeah, those, those are those are, are amazing. Every bite. I mean, those are like a heart attack waiting to happen. But every bite, <laughs> every bite that you take is like <laughs> filled with like goodness. It's amazing. Yeah, they'll put about twenty pounds on you. <laughs> yeah, well, they they probably weigh at least a pound. I mean, seriously, I mean, if they're <laughs> yeah, because they're they're, they're big. Yeah, they, they're big, and it's like a half a one is enough to put you in a sugar coma. I mean, it's like good stuff. It is good stuff. Okay. So we'll have to we'll have to bring Kalashkis and Poskis next time we go to Hinsdale House. There you Ooh, go. Yeah. That'll keep yeah. you up all night for sure. <laughs> it would <laughs> be bouncing off the walls. You have to do your uh, great cornholio impression. There you go. <laughs> so you have a Hinsdale 5K or something going on too. You know? We're gonna need that after that. I mean, we, need a 5K <laughs> sure. we do Downhill. have a, we do have a Hinsdale garlic festival, which is kind of cool. Oh, oh, that's neat. Yeah, that was it's something. That, something. No that vampires. I, yeah, that too, I guess. But it's uh, a. <laughs> They make it's a no, it's a, not the garlic, it's horseradish. I'm sorry, I got that confused. Uh, horseradish festival, but it's it's unique nice. to the area, and they have their homemade horseradish, and tons of people from the community come down. And Hinsdale House is always front and center there to know that to let the people know that we're positive part of the community, and not just a bunch of people coming in and you know making a new shirts. Yeah. yeah, and that's great uh, because yeah. yeah, haunted locations, haunted venues, they get a bad vibe. Yeah, they get they get a bad rap, unfortunately. So, well, I'm proud. Give... That Hinsdale House is featured on the Hinsdale New York web website, and uh, right. they've had me actually come in and speak to the Cattaraugus County um, board. You know, and talk about tour. I mean, it's a tourism. I mean, think about mm -hmm. how many people come in from how many different places 
utilize the hotels, utilize the restaurants. And I have numbers to back up things like with, with just from selling tickets to uh, events. You know, how many people actually come to this house? It's crazy to think about, you know, like it's probably beating out some of the attractions they ever they're paying thousands of dollars to to maintain in, in Cattaraugus County, you know, so. Well, and you're building a, a museum there, too, right? Yes. Part of part of it's going to be a base camp, and the other part's going to be a museum, and uh, it's just going to have the artifacts, and it's going to have uh, history. Uh, it's it's going to have like a walking tour, you know, like those little things so you can actually walk around the property and get the different points, like and hear the history of the house. So it'll be interesting for sure. Well, that's great. Well, so how how far along is that? so far so cabin cabin one is going to do this summer then i think next summer we'll be able to build the museum aspect of it you know we're on the right path okay. as far as finances go and as long as it keeps staying busy and we keep showing the same level of support that we have we should be able to get it done so okay and did covid really slow you guys down there because it sounds like you guys have still been packed um covid slowed down i mean everybody i think for a while was just scared you know and and i think when we were, we were dead for a few months, you know, but then when they started letting people out a little bit here and there, then you started seeing the locals trickling back in for a couple nights. So it was the local paranormal teams like Western New York area that really kept us afloat for a few months. And then teams started coming in and then booking again. And it, I mean, it just got super busy, super busy really quick. But I think there was a few, few months at least where nobody did anything, you know, like, Everybody was like, Yeah, yeah it's like the whole world was shut down. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so so well, good to hear things have picked have picked back up. You said book through next November. So through November 2023. November of 2022 is 20, okay. every, so every weekend okay. is booked for through November of 2022, and weekends for okay. 2023 are starting to book up now. But you okay. can do weekdays because that's kind of when I go yes. out through things, is weekdays. Yeah, a lot of people do that, utilize that or take a vacation or Maybe stay yeah. an extra day when there's a holiday on a Monday or something like that. So there you go. That's how I got the Jefferson to myself. I went on a Wednesday. <laughs> there you go. You know, it was fun. Yeah. Plus you had, plus you had, uh, isn't, isn't, uh, all the paranology stuff in there going off? Yes. Oh, I got to play in his lab for a little bit. Jeremy's so wonderful. He showed me videos and, you know, I was telling him all the things I was seeing and I described this man. He goes, I've seen him twice. And, you know, when Spielberg was across the street, he saw the same guy, and that's the guy that's the hat man in the poltergeist movies. So I saw right. the poltergeist man. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> so it's you know, it was it's a great little town, and why the heck not go on a Wednesday? Yeah, if you can do it. Uh, yeah. I welcome you. I have a okay. Wednesday booking tomorrow, so okay. there you go. There it's 8 30 my time. I'll be there soon. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Give you a couple hours. Yeah. Well, it took, okay, funny story. Okay, we did a thing in October, which ironically was my last day to work, but I took it off for vacation. When I came back, they said, you're laid off. So <laughs> thanks, Dan. But no, <laughs> I had a great time out at um, Old Park with you. But Dan left Are you saying York. Dan got you laid off? Yes. Yeah. Because I was, supposed to, I was supposed to work that week and one more week, and then we had layoffs. And when I came back, they said, we don't need you. Anyway, Yikes. Dan left New York. The same time I left my house and he flew to Dallas and then came down and got there before I did. So I'm still driving across Texas. <laughs> wow. Now I got to Dallas, spent the night. 
Oh, okay. Drove to the old park from there. Okay. Well, you so still probably got I'll there faster. I still beat you. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, well, we are at our hour mark. We're gonna have to wrap it up. Dan, thank you so much for coming on and sharing us uh, with us about the Hinsdale House, your experiences, projects you're working on. Where can everybody find you? I've been putting DanielClass.com yeah. down here. Oh, perfect. The banner. DanielClass.com is uh the one place to go for everything that I do. So I, I connect everything to that page. If you want to find out more like Kinsdale house, click on the little drop down box and there's links to Hinsdale, Wildwood, any events that I'm associated with my store, all the proceeds go to help the Hinsdale house. So if there's anything that you like in there, there's a new, new suitcase out with my face on it now. I guess what about the lunch somebody, box? Just, somebody just made, awesome. I don't know. Like there's some weird things that <laughs> get made. I'm waiting for my pink t-shirt. There are people adding things into the store. And I just want, I'm like, I want badass shirts and stuff. And they're like, oh, how about a, a, a tote? Or how about a sparkly pillow with your face? I'm like, oh, jeez. Whatever. <laughs> what are the sink ones? Yeah, those are the types of things that make people in the field talk. So I'm okay with that. Okay. Man class, the guy Here's with the sparkly sequin pillow. Here's a tip for me to you. If you do it with red on one side and the uh -huh. sequence on the other, you can brush it up and make it look like you have blood dripping out of your eyes. Oh, perfect. So wow. Perfect. Okay. Yeah. I'll have to try that out. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> All right, Dan. We'll talk to you soon because I still need to get in touch with you about uh, we need to schedule something for yes. Shadow Dimension. So um, I'll be in touch. That'll be soon. fun. All right. So, Thanks, guys. All right. Have a good night, you. buddy. Goodbye, Take everybody in the chat. <laughs>